Welcome to another episode of I Wish I Was a Little Bit Taller. I am Amir. Fergie's about to jump on, and we get into our bets. Uh, Chris jinxing the Bulls. Um, possible trade scenarios, and then we get into our game. Listen in. Hello, 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 governor, chip, chip. Howdy, partner. Here we go. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, so last, okay, so we had four games in the previous week. Uh, you basically ended up being down 400. Um, and so you are at 1,500. I am down 200, so I'm at that 700. Bullshit. I mean, I can go through the games if you want. No, uh, uh, it's okay. I'm, I'm coming for you this week. Okay, okay, so we got... So we, I rarely try to put Lakers or Dallas in these games, but I will do tomorrow night's a big game. Lakers at Brooklyn. Woo! You know I am going Brooklyn. I know you going. I know you're going Brooklyn. So I'm Chris. just gonna go for. I'm just gonna go for 100. I don't want to try to take all your money and get too big of a lead right now. Okay. Um, well, so AD might be playing. Shoot! If he's playing, I might go 500. <laughs> What are you trying to do? You trying to get me to bet more money? I mean, if you're playing, you know he's probably going to go out in the first quarter with like hamstring tight. I'm going to get into this at the, when we get into the topics. You need to stop jinxing people because everybody. Time you mention a player or a team, Who? They, I didn't is livid with you because we talked about the Bulls and then literally half their team got injured. Over Wait, because I'm talking about how good they are? Hey, you did the same thing about AD and you said, I'll put it over under it. He got injured literally within a week. No, because I called that. I thought he was going to get injured. The, the Bulls, I thought they were playing well, man. Hey, my um, bad, I didn't. I'm going to go 100 because I have very little money to, to afford to lose. So. Yeah, that's pretty smart. Uh, Wednesday, we got Phoenix at Utah. Uh, that one's a kind of a crazy one because Utah was on a little bit of a skid, but then now they got uh, Gobert back. And so they're doing well. Phoenix is just coasting. I mean, they're just doing what they do. Yeah, they're. Co- I mean, that one I would have to say whatever the spread is, we'll have to pick with the spread because Phoenix is the obvious just heads up winner. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll go against the grain a little bit and I'll pick, I'll pick Utah for 100 with the points. Okay. I will, so you will, we'll have to find out what the points are, but okay. I was actually going to go to Utah too, but I guess I'll go with Phoenix and then I'll go with the points or I guess whatever that is. So, so you want a hundred on that one? Yeah, just a hundred. Right, okay. Phoenix, uh, last one. Phoenix is playing well, but at what point in time do you see the team take a little bit of like a, exhale and you know go through a little mini mini bump in the road you know because what they went through last year making to the finals i think and they were quote they got lucky to get there because of injuries that they you know throughout the playoffs that other teams had against them i think they have a little like chip on the shoulder and no one really expected them like everyone's still picking golden state everyone you know is aren't you know, suggesting that they're not the best team, even though they're the yeah. number one right now. Um, I, I think that they're they're just going to keep, you know, put the, go all out for the rest of the season. And they really don't yeah. have a lot of old – The old, Chris Paul's the only old player they really have. And you know what, Chris Paul, he's the type of guy too. 
I don't think he would allow that either. I think he's going to say, screw this. Like, yeah. I want to win a championship for God's sakes. Yeah. Um, the only thing, the only reason I would see them maybe sitting Chris Paul is because he has such a history of his hamstrings going, you know, in the playoffs. So they might either cut it and, you know, give him a, if it's a back, back, give him a day off or something like that. Yeah. Maybe a little, like one day off. I can't yeah, see him getting yeah. too many games because you really do run the risk of that backfiring when you don't have your guy playing every day, like they're used to, or every other day or whatever. Then when they get, they get out there, you have a chance, a higher, you know, a higher chance for, for injuries. What I, yeah. I look at it that way. Yeah. And I mean, on the other side, Utah is three and seven in the last, 10 games they they I mean they played some tough teams but then they've also lost the Rockets um I mean they lost the Cavs are good team they lost the Pistons they lost to the Pacers which I guess I mean Lakers and Golden State just lost to the Pacers so I guess that's that's something to consider like apparently Pacers have every team in the West number so it's kind of funny how that works huh yeah. Uh, well, that's so they beat the Lakers and then on a back to back went to Golden State without Lavert in the next game and they beat Golden State. And I'm like, OK, if they can be Golden State and they have even less players than against the Lakers, I'm OK with them losing to like or beating the Lakers. You know, like it was just kind of like a I don't know, like justifying a loss the Lakers had. Yeah. Question for you about Lavert. You know, I was reading something and they were talking about, um, you know, him being obviously everybody for the Pacers on the trading block. But uh, they're saying they want a like a top tiered first round pick, like an all star for Levert. Do you think he's worth an all star? You know, I mean, Brooklyn held up him highly, and that's why they got so much out of it, right? I, I mean, know. he was the he was the centerpiece of the Harden trade, right? Yeah, and it's so, amazing. Um, I, it's like the THT thing with the Lakers. I think now that he's playing more and he's still consistently injured, I guess like. It's, I don't think he's going to get a, a, a all-star caliber play out of it, but you never know. Like, I, I think this this next couple of weeks is going to be pretty crazy with just because, like, the Pacers are giving everybody away. They're like, hey, whatever. And then we talked about last pod, Portland looks like they might be – they should at least be doing the same thing. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think they're going to, but it sounds like you don't either. I, yeah, I don't think somebody, I don't think another team would be willing to give up like an all star or one like a top, top pick for Levert. I just. He went, uh, would they take Westbrook? He's an all star. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows where? You know what's funny is <laughs> what team is actually going to take on Westbrook? Well, they're Not saying sure. it would be a John Wall, and then you have to include like a first round pick with Westbrook to get John Wall because the contracts match. Okay, to go to the Lakers? Yeah, so West, we would get Wall, and then they would get Westbrook again. Yeah, but do you think the Rockets would end up doing that? That's what the Rockets are saying right now. That's what supposedly the, the rumors are that they want uh, West. The, because, look, Wall's not playing anyways. I know. So you might as well take Westbrook, and you get a draft pick out of it. You get a first-round draft think, pick out of it. I don't think you would want Westbrook. I think you should get a – I don't know, another piece in a first round because then you can maybe groom that other piece or use that. Yeah, no one's going to trade for Wall. No one's going to trade for Wall. I mean, especially since he's not even playing, you know? At least Westbrook is out there playing for whether good or not. That's a a tough one to see where he's going to play next. Kind of intriguing, actually, to see what team is going to say, hey, let's get Westbrook in there as a 
third option, second option. I mean, I can't uh, even imagine what team would, yeah. would put him. I'm into like their, sick of talking about point. Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, let's move on here from talking yes. about. Yeah. And so we have okay. Let's go. Third game, we have Boston at Atlanta Friday night. Ooh, Jason Tatum just uh, just put up didn't he put up like a fifty piece on somebody? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was and he was like I, I, the last I checked, he had shot, made nine threes going into the fourth quarter. So, wow, that's no joke. And that's versus Atlanta. Atlanta. So they basically are two games apart from each other. I'm gonna go Atlanta for a hundred. I I I like watching Atlanta. I like what they're doing and the pieces that they have. Uh, even though I think isn't uh, Boyanovic, isn't he hurt right now? I, I honestly, right now, I, there's so many players coming and going. I don't even know who. There really who's. are a lot of people injured right now, but I'm going to stick with that. I think Trey Young handled some business and uh, take. You got a hundred on that? I go hundred, yeah. And then I'm just—it's rare for me to do this, but I'll go with Boston just to go against you. Wait, so. can you say that one more time? No. <laughs> I, I, I mumbled it real quick to just move on. Uh, so here's, so we're speaking of injuries. Um, you spoke, we spoke of the Bulls and basically they're all gone. Uh, Ball is out, what, six weeks uh, for some sort of knee scope. Um, Caruso out eight weeks with a broken wrist and a man uh, as a as I can contest, a broken wrist is not something fun to deal with. Um, what do you think of the play? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, one of the things I was going to talk to you about is some of the flagrant fouls. Um, it's, that's so hard. I mean, Was it a flagrant too? The way the game is being officiated right now? Yeah. Is that in, in basketball, you know, since growing up playing and stuff like that? I mean, it's, that's a hard foul. It's just so – it's crazy because when you watch it in real, you know, real speed, he's coming from an angle that he's trying to kind of swipe at it. And I get it. He gets his arm, and then the other arm comes swinging and stuff like that. So when you slow anything down, right, anything will look just terrible. You, you can, you know, have your eyes, you know, tell you what you want to think. And, but in real-time speed, man, he's – He's going after it, maybe to Fallon, but to also he made. You can't tell me he didn't make some sort of an attempt to hit the ball somewhere. I mean, he went for the arm slash ball. I don't think his intent. I know his pass comes into it where everybody's like, "That's who he is, cheap shot artist." All this stuff. Just watching it over and over again, I don't think he was running for him with the intent to foul him and break his wrist. That that is not what I think happened. Um, I, I think what they're saying is that, yeah, his first swing at the arms and the ball was a play on the ball. But he, as he's in the air, he turns and brings his other hand in and grabs the arm. So you got to think, if you're flying by and your left arm gets hit by somebody, naturally your body is going to yes. spin in that direction. So if you truly think about just the body turning, your right arm naturally is coming forward. So what is he supposed to do? What is he supposed right. to do with his right arm if his upper body is turning in that direction? It's, I mean, if you really slow it down, you kind of see, yeah, he's turning and he swings again, right. but that's his right arm, just natural, you know, kind of momentum turning that way. I think it was, I, yeah, it was a, it was a hard foul for sure. But 
Um, there was a couple of those this weekend where people thankfully didn't get injured, but it was, you know, like THT had one for the Lakers where it was literally the exact same situation. Uh, the guy just landed on his hip instead of, or on his back instead of on his wrist. Um, yeah. Well, and he I got I, a flagrant one. And yeah. And I had a discussion with somebody else about that same thing. And they're like, oh, no, THT was going after the ball. And I'm like, well, it's, it's almost the exact same thing, except the angle of where the defender is coming in from yeah. didn't allow it to be as aggressive as, you know, heart of fall, which is what you're looking at. And you look at the history of the player and one is deemed a dirty exactly. player. So naturally exactly. it gets exactly. blown up. I don't, I don't want to defend and all that stuff because his history, you know, he should be looked at yeah. that way. It's not, it's yeah. not very good. I mean, like if you go back to the eighties where do you, I mean, everyone remembers this, where Kurt Rambis is going driving literally the exact same play. And it was, was a Bill Lambier just, was it Bill Lambier or was it McHale or something? I don't know which team it was, but literally just like clotheslined him. Yeah. It was just called a foul. <laughs> it yeah. was just a foul, like nothing beyond that, but whole different era, whole different thing, whole different refing and all that. I mean, refs are literally throwing players out for just like yelling at them nowadays. Whereas back and then they would get away with murder, you know? Well, so. and then you had, I mean, you had, you had two more, which I think the Kelly Uber foul, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Where he, I mean, mm-hmm. he, didn't the guy isn't he out for a little bit too whoever he fouled i, I can't so. remember who it was but i mean that was a crazy hard foul and the one that got me just i'm sorry crazy is demar Derozan needs to chill the hell out yeah well, i think I, I will say i think it was it's still built up on the bulls minds of a player literally almost not exact same play but like on a breakaway because back Wag, wagner wagner whatever his name is didn't really do anything bad he just he wrapped him up really he was trying to Give up a foul, yeah. which is a very, very yeah. normal thing to yep. avoid two free points. Yep. DeRozan had not left the ground yet. Yep. He was still full composure of his body where he's at. Yep. It spun him around a little bit. That was not even close to being a flagrant two or whatever the yep. hell. For yep. him to walk up on him like he's going to – that is just – Yeah, yeah. Being yeah. how soft – yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was also, I think it was the frustrating because they were losing to them. I think they, they were, uh, Wagner was like balling. Uh, both the Wagners on that team were balling up. So I think it was just like frustration and all that stuff. And I think maybe just the fact that the game before something similar and then a guy had broken his, you know, broken his wrist. Yeah. So no, I mean, it had, to, it had to have been, but for him to go up yeah. there and try to, try yeah. to punk Wagner yeah. for that, I thought yeah. that was very weak on his yeah. part. Yeah. No, I saw the same thing and I was like, oh, come on now. I mean, like, he, he, it was not even a hard foul. He just wrapped, tried to wrap you up and then obviously he just it. spun out. Yeah. So it was just, it was a, it was one. So, so because of Ball being out, Caruso being out, Levine is just coming back. But do you think so? They are right now the second seed in the East, but the difference between the second and the seventh is basically three games. Do you think they could drop all the way down to the playing games? No, no. And I'll tell you why. No. And I'll tell you why, because I think Levine is a strong enough player. He'll, he'll, he'll keep it together a little bit. They're going to, they're going to fall for sure. But you have to also remember some of the teams chasing them, also have the injury bug also and they have some guys out so it's not like he's he and the bulls are going to go against full strength opposition every single night there's always going to be some people banged up on the other on the other teams um will they drop all the way down i don't think so uh maybe they'll drop to like a five or six seed but i don't see them drop into that eight nine hole right now 
Okay, so let me just go through the next. Let's just do two weeks. They play Toronto, San Antonio, Portland, Orlando, Toronto, Indy, Philly. So you realistically, literally listed one playoff team there. Yeah, Philly, Toronto is a good team, but they're not. I mean, they're not somebody where you like a Philly team where you're scared of. And then, but then they go to Phoenix, Charlotte, Minnesota, OKC. Yeah, so they're not that difficult with schedule. So they I, that, that's not a bad schedule to, you know, to, to have a decent roster. So, yeah, you're missing a couple of key pieces, but uh, they're good enough to win half of those games and to stay around that maybe that four spot right now. Yeah, yeah, because, um, I mean, Brooklyn has their own issues. Um, Milwaukee will might move up, but I don't think Milwaukee even cares where they finish realistically. Cleveland, um, I mean, they're still that it's just, it's so interesting. They're all just clumped up in there. They're all between 30 and 27, between first and sixth. So, you know, a two game losing streak, and you can just be in sixth place, you know, six seats. So, you, no, you definitely can. You could be, you could jump out quickly. So the number one seed right now in the East, right? Is Miami. Is Miami. Your prediction. Your prediction. <clears throat> that is and, right. And, okay, so the Lakers play Miami uh, Sunday afternoon. And I've always kind of, in my mind, kind of a, applied this theory. If any team has a day Saturday night off, if they are in L.A., New York, Miami, and they have a Sunday day game, the away team loses. I, if there was ever a bet, and if I could fit, you know, like if I was a betting man, I'd bet on the, those home teams. Because what do you do on a Saturday night if you're in Miami, LA, or New York? Especially yeah. if you're travel, if you're a away team, you go out and fucking rage. <laughs> you know what? That is a, I, there's got to be some, somebody that has those statistics. Uh, if you could find it, or that's a great point looking in the future. You know, teams right. playing in New York, if they had an off night, if they traveled on Saturday morning to get there and they're there Saturday night for party time. I mean, yeah. Well, well, I, you can just look at, like, for example, the Laker game. The first quarter, they got outscored by, like, 30 points. The rest of the game, it was, like, basically tied. Each quarter was, like, one point this way to one point that way, you know? It was the first quarter. They were all just hung over still. That's funny. <laughs> from the night before. I didn't even think about that, right? You know, because oh, I was – that's up. Yeah, you know, you're you're speaking of uh you're speaking of the Lakers, right? I wanted to get to my uh, my favorite segment of every week. Are the Lakers in trouble? <laughs> the question, the answer is yes. It's been yes for like six weeks. So you were talking about the next, you know, bunch of games for uh for the Bulls. Looking at the next four or five for the Lakers. Yeah. Not looking so hot on the road right now. You got the Nets, Philly, Charlotte, and Atlanta. Yeah. Yep. Tell me where there's a W there. So I think Brooklyn, they're not, they don't have Durant and they don't have Kyrie. So it's basically Harden and I mean they new, Christmas Day game was the same thing, where it was Harden and uh what's his name? Beat us. Um I can't think of uh what is his name? Anyways, but they beat us. So um, that I, I think that's a toss up. Okay. So tomorrow night's game, I, well, I bet on the Lakers, so they better win. But that one, I think Philly, depending on if uh, AD comes back or not, that could be 
close game, but Philly would potentially win. Philly's Charlotte good. is too up and down, and Atlanta's too up and down. So I think but, if, if they go, like, this is a six-game road trip. Excuse me, Charlotte and Atlanta, though, that's like the end of the road trip. You're talking yeah. about like game six and or seven of a road trip or whatever yeah. it is. They're going to be so beat, some of these other guys. Yeah. Come on. So I think, look, it's a six-game road trip. If they go three and three, it's a it's a productive, uh, you know, it's I'll take it. If they three go three and three? Three and three. They won one already. They lost one, and they got four more. I, I don't see how they're winning two of those four you games. So you, you don't think they would eat, win either of the Charlotte or Atlanta games? I don't think so. I you Honestly, don't I don't so. think so. Because you're getting Charlotte on a back-to-back after after Philadelphia. It's not a back-to-back. It's a Friday-Sunday game. So they have a day between. No, I'm saying Philadelphia is Thursday, and then you got Charlotte Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one's going to take it out of you. And then you got two two days off. And just like you said, yeah, they're in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, Lemon <laughs> Pepper Lou at the strip club. You're to tell me, you know, Lou ain't going to take him out to get some chickens. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna do their um you know the practice stretches <laughs> yes and westbrook is probably gonna be like shit this season's sucking anyways i'm yeah. getting out into the club so that's the thing it's like um i think look i said if they go three and three i'd be happy if they right now they've won one game so if they go two and four i guess you can't be the question is should the coach be fired no, and to, that'll be to test your theory, what you just talked about, because right. that's Atlanta. That's a, a hot spot. And it's a day game, I think. It's and a, it's a day game. It's, it's a 10, 10 a.m. game. Oh, yeah, oh, they'll yeah. lose that one. Yeah, yeah, so 10. You would lose that game anyways if you're going from East Coast to West Coast for 10. That's a 7. No, that's that's. No, eight. no, it's a 10 a.m. West Coast game. So it's, it's 10 a.m. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but, but still, still, 10 a.m. West Coast, that's that's not a normal time that you play ball at. No, for, for sure. Hey, some of them may be rolling in straight from the club. You know, I guarantee you. Well, thankfully, they don't have a lot. Of, the only one I could think of that might be coming in late is uh, Malik Monk. <laughs> hey, THT? Come on. THT plays like trash anyway. Is he, is he old enough to get to the club anyway? Yeah, I think he just finally turned 21. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Um, to answer your question, no, he should not be fired. I think that is freaking ridiculous you know who yeah. should be fired is the goddamn people who are putting together this old ass roster yeah they should be fired before frank vogel should be fired because well, if you're trying to tell me you're gonna put all these old dudes together in this 40 and under rec league <laughs> and then we're playing in like a city of la rec league 40 right? under, it's crazy yeah There's no the, way. the other part is you bring you're not bringing anybody in right so it's just the assistant coach and stuff and it was fisdale fisdale had a five-game stretch where they got blown out basically every single game. So I don't know what he's going to bring. He's not obviously he had a chance to bring energy and when uh, uh, Vogel was, was out with COVID. So, and he did nothing. He went 0 and 5, I think in that series. So um, I, I, I actually like Vogel. I, I feel like he's like, he keeps getting criticized and, you know, for what he's not doing, but he's, he does, he's not his, he's known for defense and he has nobody that plays defense on the team. And the one player that does has been out for most of the season, AD, right? So yeah. no, I, yeah, I think that's ridiculous. Whenever I, whenever I hear that, how are you, how are you going to trash the guy who is, who's trying to, you know, play a, a young man's game right now mm-hmm. with a bunch of old dudes out there trying to keep up. It's just, right. and then, you know, they brought, they brought Westbrook in. He didn't bring Westbrook in. Yep. 
They yeah. brought him in, and that's been an absolute failure. What are you supposed to have Frank Vogel do with Westbrook? He sat yeah. him down, something that a young coach would not have the balls to do, to yeah. sit him down during crunch time, to do yeah. that, to, to have the cojones, to actually sit. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, you got to give him some mad props for that. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, at some point, if you know your job is on the line and you're, you're like, you know what, I need the best options to win. I, I don't care if I offend anybody at this point. I'm just trying to keep my job. But the, you which, know, which up and coming coach would do that? Right. Yeah. Nobody. Exactly. They would exactly. be so they'd be so afraid of the, the backlash. He's like, no, that's that's not happening. I don't care. I'm going to try to win games. He's not going to try to make friends out there. And yep. Let Westbrook, yep. you know, airball the game winning shots and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Um, I got one last thing for you, and then we'll go to your yep. topics. Should the Pelicans be in this trade craziness that I think is going to happen in the next couple of weeks? Man, that's a really tough decision because do you just completely blow it up again and get rid of – I mean, try to get any pieces back for Zion? Well, well you, you keep Zion or trade, trade Ingram. I mean, yeah, Maybe. Because he's not coming back this year, so maybe you trade Ingram and hope to God. But then you're you're really in a bad spot right now because this offseason, don't you have to decide if you're going to pay uh, Zion his extension? And he wants he wants one of the max is extensions. Is he up already? I think he is. I can't. I think they had to decide maybe in the offseason if they were going to do that or not. So that really puts you in a pickle what you're going to do, right? I mean, if he's even going to come back, if he's not, and then what do you do? Do you do you trade him and all of a sudden he gets healthy? In the next 10 years, you're, you're looked at as the team that traded him and just getting laughed at? Like, yeah. like I don't know. So, yeah, you're right. He can uh, – rookie extension, he's eligible for that, and it would be five years, $181 million. So you basically – you handcuff your organization. If he doesn't come back, you're screwed. But what do you do? Is Ingram enough to like bring a yeah. championship or bring you yeah. closer? No, I don't think he's no. a, a one man show. And he, his first, so basically next year, he'd go from, if he signs the rookie extension, he'd make $31 million. And how many games has he played? Let's see. I'm going to see how many games he's 80 played. maybe in his three years. He played know. zero his first year. Oh, he hasn't played any this year. Played 61 last year and 24 the year before. There you go. So he's played 85 games in almost three years. Yeah. Wow. And he's going to make $31 million. Why was I not six, 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 seven, seven feet in athletic? <laughs> 347 pounds. <laughs> hey, so, you know, that's a great question, though. Are they going to be on the move? I would not want to be in that general manager's hot seat right now, figuring out what do you do with him? Cause my gosh, it doesn't seem to be a right answer. For it's, that one. it's like, they don't, they, I mean, for all of the things they've done, they really don't they have uh, Valanchunas. They have uh, Ingram. They have, I, they don't have much else. That you're like, oh, I want, you know, they have Don, uh, Devontae Graham, very good player. And he's not on a horrible contract, but like. It's just a really fresh, it's just a really sad thing for that organization. You have somebody who is potentially the face of the NBA for the next 10 mm-hmm. years or one of the faces. 
and he gets injured. I mean, if, if he's there and he doesn't care about getting in shape either, clearly, if he is there fully healthy and you have Brandon, you have Valanciunas, you have Devontae Graham, you have some other players, they, they are a mm-hmm. bottom tier playoff team in the right. West. Right. You know, if, if he stayed healthy and all that stuff, I get it. That if, if game is crazy, but, um, so then now you're looking at some team that could completely blow it up again and just start, start over once again. And I mean, mm. how many years are you going to do that in New Orleans? Yeah. But it's like, you're not going to get a first round pick or first pick because OKC is tanking. Houston's tanking, you know, Orlando's tanking. Detroit is tanking. All these teams are, that's their goal for this year because they're trying to get that first pick. So yeah. now I don't know what the organization doing. I don't know what um, the GM is doing there. Uh, I, I, it's just, I was just curious if I feel like they should be in trade discussions for something to maybe make their team better, but then you don't have much to give unless you want to give up some of the draft picks that you have. Yeah. But I don't think in that, in that spot, man, it sounds really like backwards to say this, but I don't think they're trying to make their team better. If he's not coming back, the trade wouldn't be to get better. It would be to acquire another pick again. I mean, I, I hate God, how many years can you just keep acquiring picks yeah. before you start moving forward? But um, this injury really set them back. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I got a, so I got a, Go for a nice three team trade that I want to get your thoughts on. Is, are the Lakers in it? No, they are not. Okay, so I was going to say yes to whatever it is. I think this actually could be okay. fantastic for all three teams. Let me get comfy. All right, let me hear it. All right. So the Indiana Pacers are going to get rid of and shop Sabonis. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Sabonis is going to make his way on a quick stop to Philly. Mm-hmm. Okay? For mm-hmm. Ben Simmons. Okay. Sabonis and Tobias Harris are then going to be shipped off to Portland for Dame Lillard. So you're going to end up, Portland's going to get Sabonis and Tobias Harris. Okay. The Pacers are going to end up with Ben Simmons and the 76ers are going to get Dame. Indy would have to throw in some more draft picks and stuff like that, which is fine. Um, so Sabonis and but here's the thing Sabonis and a and a first round pick you you think they would have to give up more than that because you're going to remember the three team basically Philly is going to get Dame which is what they wanted so it's basically like a swap Dame for Dame and for uh, but Philly wants uh, like Dame and a number one draft pick or something like that they want they're literally trying to milk as much as they can for the Ben Simmons thing but what you're saying it makes perfect sense I I would do it because I think Indy gets better right? yeah I think so it opens a floor for what's their other center um uh that Indy has uh it starts with a T right um uh, um, um what is Miles to Miles Turner Miles Turner yeah Miles Turner that um so yeah I think Malcolm, so I think that Malcolm makes Brogdon. You got Levert. Yeah, I think that makes a perfect little setup for you. And you it's add a, Ben Simmons into the mix. That's yeah. a nice. That's a nice yeah. roster. Yeah, that's a very good roster. And then Portland, 
You get uh, Sabonis and Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. And you have That's CJ a already. huge contract for Portland to take, though. That those are two big contracts. Yeah, but they're already paying. They're paying Dame right now. Yeah, but they're if they're over the salary cap. So if they're trying to get rid of Dame, I don't think they want to take on more salary. They probably would take. They would take maybe Sabonis. Mm-hmm. And like, give me a draft pick. Give me a couple, you know, give me a couple of draft picks out of it or something like that, you know? I don't think, I don't think Portland would go for it just for Sabonis and one draft pick. I think they would need another player to go with it. But I, yeah, I, mean, I get what you're saying. The money you know, the money may not add up fully, but if you could, yeah, if you could figure out some way with some draft picks, I think that personally plays into all three teams kind of get a good piece of it to where no team is going to be like, Oh man, I got screwed out of this. How about this? And then you add Lakers and they get CJ miles and Lakers send Westbrook there. I'm sorry. Who? <laughs> That's my three team trade. I would put it out there to all three. Teams. I actually like that one. I like Work that. It out. All three. Teams. I will. So text me exactly what it was. Cause I, I'm going to, uh, I will put it up in a poll on our, uh, on our Instagram and see if anybody thinks that's a good, that makes sense for a trade. There we go. Yeah. I like that one. I like it. I actually do like it. I think there obviously there has to be like little things here and there to make it work, but I yeah. think it's, it's a good setup for all, all the teams. And, and let's, so let's put it this way. They're talking about, Oh, the Sixers may want to wait till the off season to trade for Harden and get rid of Simmons for Harden. But at this point in time, why are you trying to waste Embiid in his prime? I mean, yeah. the way he's dominating too. You remember when we talked and I said he scored 31, like five straight games in a row. Mm-hmm. Since then he has gone off for like 40, mm-hmm. 50, 35. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is definitely in the MVP conversation. Do you know that his, um, for his career, he is having the highest assist totals in his career, the highest three point percentage in his career and the lowest turnovers in his career all, all this season. Wow. Dude, he leads the team in three of the five categories. Points, rebounds, and blocks. 80% from the line. What big man is doing that right now? Right? Yeah. No, he's he's playing 32 minutes a game, which is a good amount for a big man. Um, yeah. 28 points, 10. Yeah, he's he's balling out. Like, you can't. Look, I'm not a huge MB fan because I think some of the things he does is just like childish. But yeah, on the court, when you know he is somebody compared him, he said they said he's a Shaq and Hakeem blend. And I was like, with that power and that finesse, yeah, I, I can definitely see that. I, I think Sha- obviously Shaq had more power and maybe Hakeem had better foot skills, but he's a good mix of both those guys, you know? So he, he, they are right. So, so I, I, will, I have another question for you. Before, if you had a hundred real dollars to put down for one of these two MVP uh, candidates, would it be Embiid at seven to one odds or would it be John Morant at 14 to one odds to risk your hundred dollars? I think I'd go with Embiid because I feel like he's built up enough equity to get that vote, whereas Jaw is so young that um, he may not get the veteran votes from to get it. Does that make sense? That's, you know what? That is a great point, and I completely agree with you because very similar to what Luca did last year. He hadn't built up enough of that equity, as you mentioned, yeah. to get it, where 
had he been a 10 year vet at that time, yeah. the numbers he put up would have warranted him winning. So I think that's like a very, they were, they were comparing stats between him and the year uh, Derek Rose won. And he beats Derek Rose in all those categories. Yeah. But that year, Derek Rose shouldn't have won an issue of men LeBron too, but he had, he was just so just spectacular and people were just getting bored of voting for LeBron, you know, like they were criticizing a man that was averaging 28, 10, whatever it was. Um, and they just wanted to vote for somebody else right now. And he hasn't gotten that that similar. Do you see that same thing happening right now with Giannis? I think with Giannis and, uh, with, uh, Joker, I think both those guys. No, but I'm saying people getting tired of voting for Giannis. Yeah, because yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, Same thing with uh, with Curry. Yeah. Curry could be in that argument with discussion, you know. But um, I think they just don't. They want somebody else. Yeah, I know. I agree because I mean, Giannis is still dominating. Yeah. Every game he's out there, you're like, oh, that's the best player on the court by far, All right? And I so I think yeah, this this would be the year. Maybe you could see Embiid if he pushes his team up. Yeah. Let's say they get that trade done and you get, you know. Yeah. Look, if they can get uh, uh, Lillard, I mean, they automatically, I don't even uh, the only team that would stand in their way would be the Nets. I think they'd surpass Milwaukee and I think they'd, uh, the Bulls, I don't think the Bulls are necessarily competing against them. So, um, yeah. Right. That. Wouldn't pass my Miami Heat, though. You know what, though? I think Miami is, I think 76ers are probably the best matchup the hardest matchup for Miami because they have a big man that's more athletic and bigger than their big man than Bam yeah yeah I agree you you got something for me I got a game for you nope that's uh, those are the questions I had for you I have a quick game for you it is total wins by a coach so total, okay. like the hierarchy of coaches, total wins. Got it. Uh, top five. Okay. Jerry Sloan. Jerry Sloan, yes. What number was he? Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. Let's go. I have Jerry Sloan. Is I think he's like top three. Jerry Sloan's number four. Uh, we got Popovich. Popovich is number three. Don't be looking at your phone. Don't be looking. <laughs> My phone's over here. Okay. Um, so we got Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson is number seven. Really? Um, we got Red. No. No. Coaching up. One of them coached your team for a very long time. He revolutionized this, this era of basketball. Yeah, Dan Tony. No. His uh, his son still works for your team. What happens upstairs? Sorry. Still works. I have no idea. Don um, Nelson. Don Nelson. Oh my gosh, that's right. Don Nelson. Okay, so you got. So we said Jerry Sloan, Don Nelson, um, and then who was the third? I you said Popovich. Pop. You said Pop. All right. It's gotta so we be have somebody. two left. One of them is a legendary coach with Atlanta. Oh man, that's gonna kill me. Um, oh, I got the guy's name on top my to my tongue. Ah, tell me, I can't think of Lenny it. Lenny Wilkins. Lenny Wilkins. Yeah. Damn it. It's funny because like I'm the same thing. Like I always see his face, but I sometimes just can't put his name on there. You know. Yeah. And then the last one, he is okay. So 
he became famous with my team, became even bigger. Pat Riley. Pat Riley. Pat Riley. So it goes Don Nelson, total coaching wins. Don Nelson, Lenny Wilkins, Gret, uh, Popovich, Jerry Sloan, Pat Riley, George Carl is six, Phil yep. is seven, Larry Brown is oh, eight. Oh, he's just coached. God, how many years has he coached? Yeah. Rick Adelman, which is a pretty <clears throat> impressive. For him. Awesome. And then Doc Rivers is up there. Wow, Doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's okay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I was surprised to see Don on top of that list. Didn't though. Arbach, didn't he coach for a lot of years in for? Yeah, but they don't. I don't think they played as many games. You know what? That's probably why. Okay. He's he's number twelve. Okay. He has nine thirty eight, and Don Nelson is thirteen thirty five. So yeah. four hundred so, more. So who's a who's a coach that you think can can catch them? Well, I think Popovich is going to catch him because he has thirteen twenty seven, and Don Nelson's thirteen thirty five. So he just needs seven more wins, and he'll probably get it this season. So how about uh, how about the next crop of coaches that are coming up? Um, so the, the reason I came up was Nate McMillan. It dropped, it just is at eighteen with seven oh eight, and he's bounced around quite a bit. Yeah, um, I see. I see Steve Kerr sticking Steve to the Kerr game. Just, yeah, but here's the thing: Steve Kerr started coaching later in life too, though. And I don't. Do you really? Do you see him coaching for another ten years? I don't. Yeah, absolutely. You think so? He's only probably like fifty. 52? You think he's come on? Fifty-two. Let me see how old he might be. Right, he looks older than he is, though. I mean, I'm going to say fifty-two. He's born in sixty-five. What? Wow, he's fifty-six or so. Half. He's fifty-six. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay, a little older than I thought. Yeah. So do you? I mean, I, I mean, I coaches coaches the seventies. I could definitely see him coaching another ten years. I see him coaching as long as Curry's there. Oh, uh, I think a little longer than that. You think so? If they if they set it up nicely and have a and have a transition there, which they've done such a good job with that organization, um, they're gonna find that next player. And shit, they may have found it in that guy Jonathan Kaminga. The yeah, yeah. The, the rookie that they drafted kind of just slowly planted. That guy's a baller. And then you start to get Curry at the end of his career. This could be something very similar to the Lakers, what they try to do, right? They get that next, the next person to hand the baton. You get yeah. one, another superstar that says, man, I like how they play. I like how they, they work in an organization. You can get another guy to come there to pass the baton. I can see him in another 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So he's at 410 wins to 184 losses. And I feel like 84 of those losses were last year. <laughs> Spolstra. Spolstra is a good one, but they've had a, he had a, I mean, it goes kind of under the radar, but they had some not great years. I mean, that's how they got Bam, right? And that's how they got yeah, still super young, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's in his early 40s, right? Oh, you put in another, you could put in another 15, 20 years. And I mean, shit, he's won a couple of championships in, uh, in Miami too. So I don't think they're getting rid of him anytime soon. He has actually he has six hundred thirty seven wins. That's what I'm saying. Wow. And let's see how old he is. He's fifty one. So okay, he's been around for a little bit. But yeah, he's got five years on. Keep that um, on your radar, man. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, people. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we will put up 
uh, Chris's trade proposal and let us know what you think. Hey, let's get it done. Three-team trade. Let's go. Westbrook for, for somebody in there, too. Come on. Make it Westbrook a for a bag of baseball. Basically. Thanks for your, thank you for listening. We'll see you all uh, next week. Peace. Peace.